You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hello, friends. In this episode, I'm thrilled to introduce you to a podcast that you'll definitely want to squeeze into your listening schedule. This episode is brought to you by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Now, if you're like me and our other listeners, you're probably not just tuning into Radio Headspace. You've got about six shows on your rotation, which is great. Diversity in our podcast diet is something I fully support. So speaking of variety, let me suggest another gem for your playlist, The Jordan Harbinger Show. It's not just any podcast. It was named one of Apple's best of 2018. Jordan isn't just another voice in the crowd. He really stands out. He dives deep into the minds of some of the most intriguing people on the planet. We're talking about a wide range of guests, from athletes to authors to scientists and even mobsters and spies. And let's not forget, he also brings on CEOs, political activists, and FBI agents, depending on what might click with you, the listener. Jordan has this unique knack for coaxing his guests to open up and share stories and insights that you won't hear anywhere else. Each episode is packed with strategic wisdom that's meant to help you think more critically and navigate today's complex world more effectively. And it's not just the content that's top-notch. Jordan's Feedback Friday segment is particularly relatable. He tackles real listener dilemmas, everything from navigating tricky family dynamics to enhancing your career and personal relationships. It's one of those rare shows that you can tune into whether you're looking to challenge your intellect or need a bit more practical advice. From a personal standpoint, I'm a huge fan of how Jordan runs his show. He's got this approachable, engaging style that makes even the most complex topics accessible and entertaining. And honestly, his podcast isn't just good. It's a must listen. So why not add the Jordan Harbinger show to your podcast rotation? With never a dull moment, it's incredibly engaging and always interesting. Just search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, friends, supporting my sponsors helps keep this show alive and kicking. If you give Jordan's show a try after this recommendation, it helps us continue to bring you great content. Show some love for The Jordan Harbinger Show by searching for it. Remember, that's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on your favorite podcast platform. Hello, hello. Welcome to Radio Headspace and to Wednesday. It's Dora here. Today's episode comes from an email I received from one of our Headspace community members in regards to my self-compassion course. I love this question, and I know many of us can relate. So here it goes. Hi, Dora. I've just started your course as I've been reflecting lately that I'm not always very kind to myself, and I can be quite judgmental towards others. 
The first session left me feeling incredibly sad. Maybe this is because I haven't ever really taken the time to love and appreciate myself. I know it's not about getting rid of the sadness, but it's hard to complete a session with that feeling and then trying to move forward with the day. I was wondering if you had any additional tips or meditation practices I can add to help me. So I think for many of us, we may practice self-compassion because it's the thing to do. We may have this idea that it will feel light and fluffy. I envision rainbows and stardust and see myself floating on a cloud of self-love when I think of the word self-compassion. But the experience, the practice of self-compassion, can actually make us feel worse before things get better. As I was writing this episode, I asked my dear friend and workmate Ash if he had ever experienced this before. And he gave me a wonderful analogy that was shared with him from his mindfulness teacher. It's the analogy of swallowing a porcupine. Sounds painful, I know. However, it paints the picture of how self-compassion or even self-awareness can be painful at first. Once you swallow the porcupine, it's a far less painful experience for you to swallow it than to try and bring it back up. The only way out is through. So similar to when we practice self-compassion, there may be things that arise that we weren't aware of before, and it's hard to unsee those things, like our harsh inner critic, memories from childhood, or harm caused from others. This is our porcupine, and to work with it, there's a passing through that's involved that is painful but necessary. What I've found is that the true acceptance of what has happened can allow us to be self-compassionate to who we are in this moment. Sometimes, acceptance looks like sticking with these self-compassion practices during those challenging moments because we know what lies on the other side, our freedom. Freedom from those self-limiting beliefs, judgmental thoughts, and conflicting emotions. And of course, if you feel like you need help or professional guidance in managing those tough emotions, you can always reach out to a therapist or any other mental health professional. For now, though, if you find yourself struggling with self-compassion, here are ways to work with the difficult emotions that may accompany your experience. Number one, write down the emotion that you're feeling and the different thoughts that come with it. For example, if you're feeling sad, write down why you feel sad. Where is the sadness coming from? How can it inform you about your experience? This can be helpful for processing how we're feeling. Number two, don't stop there. Also, write down how you would like to feel. Reflect on what made you want to be more self-compassionate. How would your life be different if you were more self-compassionate? Who will benefit? Number three, remember that learning to be kinder with ourselves takes patience and practice. It may take weeks or months. The change is subtle, but it's important that we stay committed to our progress because all those small changes will add up. I hope this was helpful and relatable. If you have any more questions, we actually have an entire show dedicated to advice from myself and all the Headspace mindfulness teachers. It's called Dear Headspace, and we'll have a link in the show notes if you'd like to send us a question. You can also send me questions directly at askdora at headspace.com. Well, that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening and wishing you a wonderful day or evening ahead.
Hey everyone, it's Rosie. If you're here, I assume you like Radio Headspace. And if you like Radio Headspace, you will love Dear Headspace. Dear Headspace is our weekly talk show featuring every teacher on this show and our wonderful host, Robin. We're answering all of your questions and giving advice on life, relationships, and just about everything else. You can find it on the Headspace app or wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope you'll join us soon.